Hey y'all, it's Lauren. And it's Emma. And we are back for season four kickoff of Community. Emma, what's going on? Season four. I know. Um, I am really happy to be back. Um, For those of you who have listened to the pod previously, you know that I don't like summer, unpopular opinion, but it is my least favorite season. Um, And what are you you laughing at? Yeah, I know you're not laughing at me, y'all. Lauren is laughing, but she's laughing because my cat just did like gymnastics in the screen that we're looking at each other on. I was really trying (laughs) to keep it together. Oh, these animals. Oh, my God. Anyway. I love her. Anyway. Anyway, so I'm feeling good and refreshed and, like, much more like myself because I feel like, for me, this summer is that time where I'm just like, I don't – what is happening? I, like – yeah, there's just a lot. So, um, which I know maybe seems odd, but I'd ask people to just think about, like, how they feel in the winter when they're, like – and then – that's how I feel in the summer. Reverse so, yeah. Um, anyway, excited to be back with you, ready for season four. Um, yeah, I'm ready to be back. I'm really excited to be back. I feel like um, in our last kind of like, I think we called it what an espresso shot, of, mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of like primp and prime. Um, I talked. To, we talked about how like we basically have organically moved into kind of taking a little hiatus or break during the summer just so we could like live our lives and regroup and everything and so I just love that we've been able to kind of organically do that and we've come a very long way from like two years ago when we were trying to like I don't know we were trying to do we were trying to do the most we were very ambitious which is great but now we've kind of like leveled out to understand like what actually makes the most sense for our lives for our lifestyles like to make sure that we are, um, you know, staying true to ourselves, but also, not even but also, which also keeps the pod super genuine and interesting and hopefully keeps y'all coming back. Exactly. So, yeah. so we say here. we're, like, excited and happy to be here. We're actually excited and happy to be here. Like, actually. Because if we weren't, we would just be like, all right, I guess we're not, like, we're not going to record. Because yeah. <laughs> we're not just trying to bring you random things that, like, we don't feel... Or at least interesting to us if no one else. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we're super excited to be back. And um today is what is today? I don't even know the date. Uh Wednesday, October sixth. I was like, today I I went into it feeling so good about the fact that I was gonna know what the date was. <laughs> and then, <laughs> um yeah, so whatever. This is the day, the week where uh Facebook got whistleblowed or the whistleblower <laughs> they got whistleblowed <laughs> I don't think that's the thing but now it's going to be so you uh, get whistleblowed breaking news Facebook <laughs> has been whistleblowed I don't know if you've heard <laughs> and so um, we thought that would be a good uh, not even good but we thought that would be a, a pretty interesting segue um, to talk about Honestly, some of the things that we've been talking about personally in regards to social media, um, just a little bit of how our um, kind of like attitudes and feelings have changed towards social media over the past couple of years, um, I guess in the most recent uh, of times. Um, And yeah, we were going to talk about this anyway and and have been having a lot of conversations around how we've been feeling just personally. And then, you know, 
thing happened this week and we were like, okay, this is our sign. This is a great time to kind of talk about, you know, what's been going on and just, I don't know. We, we feel like maybe a lot of y'all maybe feeling similar feelings or, um, you know, wanting to kind of explore that topic as well. So yeah, that's what we'll be talking about today. Yeah. And if you don't have feelings about it, you can listen to us have lots of feelings about it. Cause we have a lot to say so many um, feelings. and a lot we're exploring. There's a lot, there's a lot here. Um, yeah. All right. So what are we going to start with? Okay. So I'm just, this is going to follow my general thought path. So just, you know, let's stay, go on a journey. Stay with me here. Let's, let's <laughs> hop on, hop on in to the, the roller coaster of social media. No. So, okay. So lately, so we're not talking. Okay. So before we talk about like the whole like Facebook blowing situation. <laughs> <laughs> I have to call. It's fine. It it just took a minute, but like, okay, I'm ready. (laughs) It's like a minute for that to land. That was unintentional. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So, okay. Really? Okay. So, something I've been thinking about, or that has kept rising to the top for me over the past, honestly, like few months, but most recently, like, you know quarter two, I guess, (laughs) like, you know, the summer, end of spring in the summer is my personal feelings lately have really shifted towards like, not just like the use of social media, but for like my, like really stopping to understand like, why am I, like, what value is this adding to my time? And like, not even in like a girl boss build your business way, like manage, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. on, you in the 30 minutes you scroll social media, you can build out a business plan. Like not right, even that right. kind of thing, but more so of like, and not, okay. And not, not that. And also not even like mindless scrolling because like, I feel like I'm pretty present. Like I'm not really a mindless scroller. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel pretty present about like when I'm on social media. So like to that end, like really under like stopping to be like, okay, I'm just watching the same things over and over again. And I say that not to say like, I don't care about like my friends and family giving updates. Cause like, that's actually one of the reasons, main reasons really why I do still have social media, but like, just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like sometimes when I'm logging on now, whether it be Instagram or Facebook, I just feel like it's just like, some like a big shit show. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't like there's like ads. And then like, if I'm looking at some people's stories, I'm like accidentally tapping ads. And then if I'm on Facebook, I'm like trying to scroll and see like what my little cousin did at her tournament or something. And then I accidentally push like some video that plays and won't stop. I don't know. It's just like, it's just a lot. I don't know. Yeah. And it's, well, as you're saying it too, I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, yeah, that's exactly how they wanted it to be, right? Like, the whole thing at this point, at least part of it, is that you do click on all those things. Like, we're probably not even accidentally clicking on it. They're probably in the exact place that your hand would go if you were going to, like, like, I've noticed that a lot where, like, I'll go to do the motion of a scroll or whatever, and I accidentally, quote, unquote, hit a thing, and now I'm somewhere else, and I'm like, that's not what I was trying to do. Why was that there? And it's like, oh, it was there because, like, they want me to click on it, you know? And, like, I don't know. It's how – okay, how do you feel, like, in, like, COVID times? Like, if you go from right before COVID to now, how have your 
feelings on social media like shifted during that time period and I guess Mm. by social media we should probably say I think for us and let me know if I'm wrong we're talking like Instagram Facebook TikTok and you know what are there any other ones you use you know what else I'm gonna add I'm gonna add LinkedIn yeah oh my god we could have a whole (laughs) conversation about yes and LinkedIn let's add LinkedIn because y'all be doing the most on LinkedIn and I don't understand LinkedIn has changed I yeah I have a lot of feelings about LinkedIn. So many feelings. So yeah, I would say like those are like the big four, I guess. Um, Yeah. Okay. So your question was like, how has my, how have my feelings changed from like COVID times till now? You know, I think that's, was it from COVID times till now or before COVID times till now? Either, either or, or both, you know, just like, I guess like, because I do feel like COVID was such a shift, obviously, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, our access to humans. And so, mm-hmm. like, we've had a very – we all had an interesting journey with social media because of that. That probably mm-hmm. would have been different. So I think that's, like, where the question comes from. Yeah. That helps. Yeah, no, that's helpful. You know, I feel like before March 2020 – Social media was just kind of like, social media was like fun for me. Like I, I was very much like those of you who may be listening that follow my like personal account or whatever accounts or whatever, very much like I'm in the streets documenting. I want to see what y'all are doing, responding to stories. We out here, like we're traveling, we're bopping around. And like, it was honestly from the years of like 2017 to like 2020, I feel like social media was lit specifically like Instagram was like super lit. Um, It was fun. It was interesting. Like it, like sure. There was always some level of like nonsense memes or whatever, like, you know, anti whatever rhetoric floating around. But I, like you mentioned, like there was a shift that came with the entrance of COVID into our COVID-19 into our lives. Uh, mostly because a lot of our like interests lied in like figuring out what the hell was going on in our world. And to that end, you know, I think social media added a lot of value. Um, It added a lot of value. Like, yes, it it was, it caused a lot of, you know, confusion as well. But like, I think it was in that time frame or that time period where social media switched from like a way just to like keep up with people that I cared about and like share with people that I care about to like a information source. And I don't mean mm-hmm. when I say information source, I do not mean research source. <laughs> I want to be very clear. <laughs> I mean like information source as in like, what are rates looking like, you know, on the ground in other places? I think I, you know, not even, I think I know I, I talked about um, last year, how I had just known so many different people that have unfortunately lost loved ones in the past year to COVID. And um, so really just trying to make sure I'm keeping up with what's going on. And I think that's when it kind of switched for me of like, I don't know, it went from like, oh, this is how I keep up with people to like, oh, this is how I keep up with just like what's happening in different regions. What does it mm-hmm. look like on the ground? And then we had those natural disasters and stuff like the the shit happening in Texas with the freeze. Right. Like It was just like so much stuff. And um, I feel like I'm being super long winded here in this answer. But um, I think it's fine. we're in like April 2020. So we're really yeah. rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making fun. <laughs> But like, that's the thing is like yeah. it's been such a journey, which I think yes. is what you're speaking to, because there have been so many phases to this. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just, just no, no, <laughs> I needed to be, fun. I needed to be interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
books I can go on and on. But but yeah, you know, I, I think that's for me, that's where like the biggest like the some kind of switch went off where like mm. social media became a different place for me. And then after that, the fallout and like changes begin to happen internally, which honestly I really didn't even realize until like as of as of late. So mm. that was yeah, that's for me. Like that's like a summary for me. What about you? Like when when would you feel like something like shifted for you in regards to show, social media? Um, I feel like I had started to shift away from sharing as much. Like I, there, there was a period, you know, this as a friend of mine where I was like sharing a lot and posting on social media. I think you and I both um, pre COVID had tried to do a lot of sharing about like what working at nonprofits, like the work that we did at nonprofits, um, not about our companies, but like both of us were involved in like volunteering engagement. And so we would like talk about that or we'd be like doing this activity. And part of it was like trying to just show people what that was. And I, you know, I don't know if it was like effective or useful, yeah. but that's the kind of stuff we did. And I would definitely post about where I was and um, started to have a different relationship with it. And then similar to you with COVID, it just became a way to connect, I think, with like what felt like the outside world in a time where like in New York, we couldn't like, I mean, not couldn't, but like we, we were asked to like not leave our houses. So it was like, okay, like I'm connecting with like the rest of the world, um, both as an information source and like just what are other people doing? You know, like <laughs> I don't even know like what's going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. I think that my relationship shift, like, you know, obviously it's always like in flux, but my relationship with it really changed probably in 2021, um, like in the past six months where like I just, especially Instagram, um, I, IG, I just don't see the value. And to your point, it's not about value like time. It's just like, you know, I don't even know. I felt like the the Instagram especially became a place where people were yelling at each other all the time about things. And to be clear, I'm not trying to be like, I've never been that person. I've never been someone who just like posted things that was just whatever. But it became, but, but I guess like maybe it just felt like overwhelming to a point where everyone was doing it. Or maybe like I'm just in a different place where I'm like, that's not how I'm trying to connect with people. Um, but it became a place where everyone was yelling at each other as though everyone knew everything and there was no nuance in anything. Yep. And I sort of realized that like the conversations that we really needed to have just were not going to happen on yep. that platform. Yep. Um, and that coupled with this like, you know, this sort of standard of like what people are supposed to look like and what their lives are supposed to look like on Instagram really just made me feel like what am I getting out of this and like I just decided I was like I don't want to do this anymore so like I basically am not on Instagram at this point I mean I do go on here and there partially because like some people don't know I'm not on it so if I get like DMs from friends I don't want them to think I'm just like never answering right right so not someone is gonna be like I'm going off Instagram like whatever I just like I'm not on it but and here and there I'll look but um I just am like not on it in that way and that's really why is I was just like I don't think like I can have get quality conversations information um even connection 
with people on here anymore. Like maybe other forms of social media. I don't know other things, but like definitely not Instagram. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I agree with you. Something that you said, um, resonated with me when you were saying like the, the kind of conversations that we're having on here really aren't going anywhere. And, and I will admit like, I definitely, especially when shit was popping off, like with, with COVID and then that funneled into social justice initiatives and things like that. And like, I, I, I was a person that was like, okay, this is what we can do. Let's try to do this. You can donate here. Like really trying to be whatever, and then similar to you, it's like, if you're like, for me personally, it was like, okay, if I'm dealing with this or having to process this, like in my real actual life, right. Um, you know, I want to make sure I'm there for my friends. I want to make sure I'm there for my family and that they're safe. I want to make sure I'm there for my partner. I want to make sure, make sure, make sure I still have to make my check. And not to say that like people that I'm connected to on like IG, I'm speaking about IG specifically, aren't important enough for me to give that time. But like you were saying, like the conversations that we actually have to have, have to be so micro, you know? Yep. And, and and you're not going to have a micro conversation via DM on Instagram or like posting random screenshots. It's just not going to happen. It's just not, not effective. And to that end, it just got to the point where it's like, okay, what, what am I even doing? Like, why am I even, let me just focus on me and my circle <laughs> and yep. making sure we're good and making sure we're doing what we can and, and staying safe and all that stuff. So yeah, that I can definitely relate to you to that end. Yeah, I I just really felt like we can be helpful for awareness, but we got to a point where it was like, all right, well, like, people are aware, <laughs> like, about the things that, like, I might want to, but, like, you're, we're aware, so, like, what can this tool do to step the next step? And it was like, not really. It like, can't. this is not the tool mm-hmm. for it. It's like you're saying it's those micro conversations. It's the, like, personal connection. It's all of that. And so it was just like, okay, this is not... You know, and I mean, the, the like lack of nuance in everything oh my is God. just like incredible. And, and that like there's this performance at this point of people becoming experts in things overnight Yep. on things that they're not. I mean, some people are actually like or have spent a lot of time. I mean, even mean expert like you went to a school and you did that, but expert like maybe it's your lived experience yeah. or like maybe it's something that you've spent a lot of time doing, right? Like mm-hmm. expert can mean a lot of things, but just like your average ass person who actually has not had that experience does not actually know anything about it. And it's just like, it becomes this thing where like people, everything they read is all of the information they need Oof, to form girl. an opinion about something. Say it. You can have an opinion all day about whatever you want, but do you have all of the actual information like the full spectrum of information and you're not going to get that in most cases from an Instagram post and so I just was like there was part of it that just also felt like I don't want to be engaged in Mm -hmm. what is going on here because like this is just not this is not for me like I don't it might be for other people but it's not for me no I feel you I, I totally feel you and and like to that piece of like like it's almost like you don't want to be affiliated with the p- performance piece of it. Like, like the performative posts and things like that. Even, even if you're a person who is a quote expert for whatever reason and qualifies to be an expert, it's almost like you still don't want to be affiliated or seen as a, just another person, like posting a bunch of random shit on your stories and like, you know, on your page that like literally means nothing 
because, and I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but I feel like we've reached a point with Instagram as a collective, we all understand that nothing on that app is real. And so for me, I'm like, okay, if we all have this generalized understanding that nothing on that app is real, then what makes information that should be very real and very consistent and very, like, I don't know, helpful and supportive to help people like actually, I don't know, make a change or give a shit or whatever, then what makes that information more real than all the other fake shit that's on there, right? So, like, it's, like, when you really start mm-hmm. to think about, like, like, and I could be wrong. Maybe some people still think Instagram is real. The whole, everything is fake. Like, and I don't and I don't mean that in a way of, like, oh, people are out here, like, portraying their lives. Like, like sure, on some level. But overarchingly, when we have, like, apps that you can literally change your whole fucking face. When we have apps mm-hmm. where you can be, okay, I saw this, there's this girl on TikTok. I'll talk, uh, talk about my, my TikTok journey. A I know, I, I, have, I have TikTok thoughts. I mean, too. TikTok is my preferred method of social media at this point for a number of reasons, but we're not there yet. Um, <laughs> there was this video, there's this, there's this account or this girl that, I say girl, this woman who has dedicated her account to like, pointing out the ways that people have changed their bodies, like specifically celebrities mm-hmm. and not even on some like gotcha type shit, but she comes more of like a, I need y'all to understand what you are looking at every single day is not real. And so she like downloads all these apps and stuff. And like, when I saw her upload a video and she had a, on a video that made her complete body look different, I was like, oh hell no. Like this mm-hmm. is crazy. Like this is literally not even reality anymore. Like, what is the point at this point? Yeah, I saw another person on TikTok who does, like, how people pose to mm. look make, like, how your pose in a picture can make your body look completely, or in the lighting and all those things. And you're like, so even if, like, that is someone's body, like, it completely, it's like, that's why your photo of yourself in your mirror looks different than their photo of yourself right. in their mirror, even if you have, like, it's, it's just, it's at best, like heavily um curated and at worst like just fake and yeah a lie and then and then i just we don't have to go down this hole i just want to say and then we have the celebrities who claim that they have not had anything done and continue to post things to young girls here's my thing i don't care if you get work get work done literally don't care your thing your body your choice like I, i i don't judge it do not and and mm-hmm. it's not actually even I don't think it's your responsibility to be like I had a nose job right. or like whatever <laughs> right. it is like you don't do that but goes to you and and asks and you are a quote unquote role model for young women I do personally think you have a responsibility to at least say like I've had some stuff done you don't have to go into detail but it's not fair it mm-hmm. is not fair to let young girls believe that that your body looks like that because Mm -hmm. you eat salad Mm -hmm. when actually it's because you did a little nip tuck like that is not only just not fair it's irresponsible and it's harmful so sorry that is my side tirade on that because i'm so sick of it and i just i can't support it anyway back no talking about (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it, it's not even like a side thing because my next point, which you totally did the perfect segue into is that, and I'll just preface this by saying like, I, listen, if you want to get your body done, get your body done, live your best life. We have one life to live, do whatever you want to do. However, I cannot sit up here and say that there would, I cannot, 
how, how do I say this? Because I don't want to offend or whatever. I think I'm judge, judging anyone. But when I see 17 and 18 year olds talking about getting their bodies done, for me, that is the only thing that I can assess is that is either a direct line to these young people growing up on social media and seeing these fake people on here, like pretending to be real. Or if it's not a direct line, it is definitely somewhere in the family. It's a dotted mm-hmm. line. It's some sort of relationship with that. It's just so, and maybe it's because I'm just getting older and I'm just like looking at it from a different lens. But for me, I almost feel like I don't even want to, I don't even want any part of this. Like um, a lot of you may know that I have a, um, a, a thrift blog, like a style blog. And to be honest, I've been so uninspired with that too, because I feel like, am I contributing to this? Like, even if, okay, like, am I getting my body done? No. Am I like face tuning my, you know, features? No. But at the same time, like, I don't even want to be like associated or make anyone feel like they need to look a certain way. Like, I just, I don't know. I've been, I've been really having to process a lot of this and understand like how this relationship and shift is like actually playing out in my real life. Yeah, and I feel like what you just said is such a key point, which is like being able to recognize the difference between online and real life. And like, I think that, and and look, for young people, like, here's the thing, we struggle with this. Like, there are definitely times, like, I should speak for myself, there are definitely times where I've gone through Instagram or whatever, and it made me feel shitty about the way that I look. And I'm a 35-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. So if I was 15 years old, mm-hmm. how would that feel? Like, I I, I am, I had a life before social media, and mm-hmm. I am grown enough and healed enough to be able to work through that and to be able to, like, separate and all of that. And we have a generation of people who cannot separate it and don't understand that that is not – like. It is not real life. It is watching people live life. And that's the other point that I, I want to, that I think is really important, which is that maybe with your friends and family, it's one thing, but with influencers and stuff, you are just spending your time watching other people yep. live their lives. Yeah. If you're not talking about content that's like adding value, like with your blog, right? Where you're like, how do I style an outfit? Like, okay, I'm learning something. I'm whatever. If you're just watching people like go to the club, you are watching other people live their life. Aspirational marketing. It's a thing. And here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. I love like sometimes a little good story where people are partying. I'm not some kind of like evangelist or whatever that's like, you shouldn't, but it's like, are you also living your life? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's that separation between what is happening online and what is happening in IRL, like for Mm -hmm. real IRL with other people and doing the things you want to do. And maybe there are some people for whom like, they actually do get a lot of value out of that. You know, I, I, I would guess that there are more people for whom it's harmful, yeah. but um, there may be some. And so I just recognize there is nuance in that too, where some people like it gives them life and it inspires them to go do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Great. If it works for you, great. Absolutely. I think for most of us, it's challenging. Right. And there's like no judgment either. It's just kind of like where we're coming from in our shifts. But can I be petty for a minute, though? Of course. I was just petty. I was just like, you're watching other people with their life and paying for it. I mean, like, <laughs> legit. Like, legitimately. Okay. One of the reasons, one of the things that TikTok has done for me, too, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this before I even go into that, it's like, by me saying, by, by, from my perspective, 
me having this conversation is less of like, this is why I'll never use social media again. I'm still hella on social media. I've just chosen to, to like transfer to a different platform, right? So I'm like late spring, early summer, um, I started like using TikTok a little bit more. And at first I was like, I don't know, they're doing all these dances or whatever. But once I realized that you can literally curate your experience, one, you can literally, it's not just about who you follow. You literally can curate your own experience. If you're, I don't know, how to raise ducks, I guarantee you there's some TikToks about it. If you're into like nail art, I guarantee you there's a, a community for you. If you're into like literally anything you can think about, yeah. you can curate your own experience. In a way that's scary and probably just is, you know, we'll, in a couple of years, we'll probably figure out how it's bad for damaging for us as well, but whatever. But one thing I realized upon getting on TikTok is how when I would be on TikTok and then I would go on Instagram, literally it would just be the things on Instagram that I saw on TikTok two weeks ago. So then for me, it was just like, well, I why am I coming on this app just to watch the same thing that I already looked at and laughed at on the other app two weeks mm. ago, <laughs> you know? So then I started like surveying my time of like, Oh, like I, I'm seeing all this stuff already. And so it was that. And then, yeah. and when I switched over to TikTok, I was just like, like literally the whole thing is like the algorithm that shows you anyone, like anyone, anything. And for me, that was like, a breath of fresh air almost of like okay I'm taking a break from the same shit that I've been seeing over and over again or the same vibes or whatever because I also don't want to live in a vacuum like I, right. I don't want to just have the same thoughts and whatever regurgitated to me or yeah. like reflected it, sometimes it is good to kind of hear a different you know point of view or or see ways of life and you know I've I've had so many I've had so many interesting trains of thought kicked off mm. by watching a TikTok video. And for me, I was like, that's value. Like, that's a value add to me. Like, if we're talking about, like, societal, like, social commentary, like, real shit right. that I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't even think about it like that. Or, like, something like that. And yeah. I think that was another contributing factor to me kind of, like, backing away, like, Homer back away from IG. Yeah, you definitely got me on TikTok. Like, you just kept being like, you should just, whatever. And I just cut <laughs> it off forever because I was like, uh, I was just thinking it was going to be, like, another IG. But right. it's not. And, you know, there there is, like, to your point, like, there's this, like, person I follow who does, like, bee relocations. Fascinating. Like, how is this? What do you do when there's, just, like, a beehive that shows up in your backyard and they move them? This lady who, like, rescues horses. Like, what? I don't know anything about this. This is fascinating. <laughs> so there's, like, definitely really cool stuff where you're, like, people are just doing all kinds of stuff. And, like, um, you know, I think there's a lot of, like, really validating. It's a validating app because, to your point, there's something for any anything that you're like feeling interested in it exists right so like we've talked a lot about some of the like millennial ones oh my God. or like millennials in the workplace you know and oh all my of God. a sudden it was like oh okay there are other people like besides even just me and my friends that feel this way about this um and of course that like gen z is basically takes no shit like they just like they have a no filter um I also love it. I'm like slightly addicted to Emily Mariko's TikTok right now. I know that like she went viral for this like 
salmon thing. That's like the most boring of the videos, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know what it, but it, but here's why I bring it up because it made me think about like what makes something on TikTok interesting and good content versus what makes something on like Instagram interesting and good t- content. And I think because Instagram is often like, it's not necessarily even content at this no, point. It's no. just like stuff. It's I mean, gone not too to, far. Here's the thing. Not to like shit out. There are people who spend a lot of time and put together right. really nice content. So I'm not trying to act like it's, you know, something. But again, like it's it's almost gotten just like very kind of streamlined. Like there's yeah. nothing really out of the box on Instagram at this point. Yeah. You know, it's just like different versions of the same thing. Whereas I feel like on TikTok – there's all kinds of stuff and all different ways that people created. And some people it's really like low hanging fruit. Like they come on, they talk about something. Other people are creating content, like heavy content creation. And, and I, I do think when I first got on it and I really looked around, I was like, wow, there's so much creativity on here. Like it's so creative. It's different. It's really different. Like I, I really was like impressed. I didn't think I was going to like it. Um, Although it can get very, like, if you don't set, like, a time limit for yeah. yourself, you can definitely get sucked in. I do like that they have the little person that goes, hold on. I know it can be easy for you to keep scrolling, but. I have maybe... never gotten that, which either means. <laughs> probably mean You've been on it longer than me or I don't have it. Like, just like, go to bed. I actually have, like, a social media time limit on my phone. Oh, yeah. So I get an alert that's, like, you're out of time. So you can, like, keep it going if you want. But yeah. that's my way of, like, dealing with it. But I, like, Netflix. And they're, like, are you still watching? And you're, like, yeah. I've been here for, like, five hours. Leave me alone. <laughs> I just want to watch this show. Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, it's it's very interesting. And, like, I think the fact – the thing for me, too, is, like – just like I have found my myself in the depths of like, so it's like black TikTok, it's like queer TikTok, it's like COVID TikTok, and like cats and dogs. <laughs> like, yeah, like, so much crazy. cat content on there. So much mm-hmm. cat content. It's it's insane. But anyway, so that's yeah. So I don't know. So I, we went down like a little TikTok hole, TikTok journey. What TikTok but, hole? But yeah, but that's like, yeah, the shift happened for me. And then, and then like, and then you see this like Facebook shit come out, man. And for me, I think I take, I think we were texting about this, but it's wild. I was texting somebody about it. It's wild how like, there is no precedent Mm -hmm. for social media and like laws and anything like that. There is no precedent. So like, Whatever happens in these next few years, like we are once again <laughs> living through history in unprecedented times. I'd love some precedented ones one day. That'd be really cool. Um, I don't know. Oh, I wouldn't happening. hold my breath for that I one. Know. Yeah, I think that, that that ship has sailed. Right, right, right. Like thinking about how, like this person, like there was some kind of, I don't know light that light bulb that went off in her head or whatever that was like um something we're doing is not right here like when you can have when you have data that clearly shows that you are basically contributing to like the ruin of society (laughs) and you're like "Mm, no girl it doesn't do it for the, the the money so well the other thing too is that 
I was like, I watched her 60 Minutes interview and she was talking about how when she came to the company, they said she could work on like their, I don't know if it was like integrity, like it has something to do with like dealing with misinformation. And then they disbanded it. And I was like, you know, this is actually a really good example of like when you bring people on or they get involved with something and part of it is about mission Mm -hmm. and part of it is about being part of a solution and then it either doesn't happen gets disbanded whatever you get people who just um feel disillusioned and I don't know that that was exactly her you know but I was thinking like there are so many smaller examples where that happens um and just that like I think millennials and gen z are just like okay well now I see what the cards are on the table so what, what, like the world is already falling apart. Like, right, what, like what why is not, this? why not like just call bullshit on this? Because yeah. that's what it is. And I will say too, though, that like, I, I think it's a really good opportunity for the government to do something. I know a lot of people are not into the government right now. Understandable. But I also think that like, we can't rely on private companies to do the right oh. thing. There has to be oversight and that the government has really taken a hands-off approach to oversight of private companies. And, like, I'm not an expert on this. I don't know the unintended consequences of X or Y or Z, but I'm just, like, the the government has basically sat on its hands and allowed this. I mean, Facebook's been around for, like, almost 20 years at this point, which, by the way, when somebody was, like, Facebook's been around for 17 years. I was like, I remember making a Facebook account when it like first started. Literally. I feel incredibly old right now. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I'm hoping it could be a moment where we start to think about like, and I don't know, right? Because then there's a question of like, if you have government regulation, like what can they regulate? What if the wrong, what if someone gets in power who takes advantage of it? Like, I don't know how you navigate all those things, but clearly choosing to just opt out of navigating it's not working is not working so we do have to figure out what an alternate solution to this is because instagram for kids girl i was just like i was like first of all what not even to mention all the pedophiles like what like what do you even think what what are you even even thinking i was listening to the daily which is like a new york times mm-hmm. you know daily podcast mm-hmm. and one of the things they were talking about with this whistle the whistleblowed person um <laughs> was that part of why i mean you know it was effective for a lot of reasons but one of the things was that she explained things in a way that mm-hmm. like everyone understood mm-hmm. um versus sometimes using the tech terms or even like you're talking about listen i don't expect 78 year olds to be on instagram i don't know why they would be like i don't even want to be on instagram but you need people who understand what's really mm-hmm. like going on, even if that's having a subcommittee or like mm-hmm. you know, whatever, right? Um, yeah, I'm with you. Once again, where it's like so many things that like so many things <laughs> we're so like having things. to go through for the first time, and it's just like so wild to watch again, like. There is no precedent to this shit. There is no precedent to these tech laws. There is no precedent to big tech in general. There's no precedent to big tech. Um, and it's just, it, there ha- it has to get to a, like, there has to be a stop button because we're already imploding at this point, but like, we can slow it down like a little bit. Right. You know? We can't, I mean, we have to. And yeah. I mean, look, I, I agree there is no precedent on the tech front and like, 
you know, again, my opinion is like the government has to have a role in it. I don't know what that looks like or like how yeah. you manage all those things. Um, and I also, and, and actually something else, when I was listening today, they were saying like, they almost felt like Facebook was like half, like not glad that the whistleblower happened, but like in some ways it will push the government to do something in a way mm-hmm. that the government has basically been sitting on its hands waiting for mm-hmm. private companies to do something. And like, I don't think companies want to be the person who makes the decision about mm-hmm. hate speech or whatever. But personally, I get really, you know, it's hard for me with like Mark Zuckerberg being the person like he's a Jewish guy. And I'm like, sure, there's no precedent in tech. But like, Mark, there is a precedent for like hate speech, the way that we're seeing it and neo-Nazis and all this. And like, I'm not trying to put that all on him as a person. But there's part of me that's like, dude, we know where this goes. Like, come on. Like, Mm -hmm. sure, you're the CEO of this company. You have to figure this out. But like, this is this is all this does is like give a platform for things we've seen before. Like you don't have to be this, this stuff. The stuff we're seeing is not brand new. Seeing it on a tech platform is new. Yep. And he knows, he knows what it's doing. Girl, we got to get these people to get off of here with this missing and missing disinformation because I, Emma, I just, I've been seeing these videos of people being, uh, the daily show has this like ongoing, like oh, when they go series. Talk, yes. Oh, I have seen. Oh it. my god! And I'm just control. sitting, and I'm just sitting here like it's like it's like not even that I'm just like oh look at this dumb person. I'm just like I'm looking at a person who just literally doesn't even know what the hell they're talking about, and not in a way where I'm like you don't know what you're talking about, but like truly, yeah, no idea what it is that they're talking about. Yeah. And like I, it actually watching those videos. I mean, they're kind of funny. But they also, they're not funny, like, in the big scheme, but, like, watching them, you know, the way they cut them and stuff, they're made to be humorous. But I guess humorous is better. But I also think that, like, actually, the more I watch them, the more that I just feel kind of bad about it. Mm-hmm. Like, where I just feel like, wow, people are just full lying to you. Mm-hmm. you know, And, like, and they're out here dying because of it. Right. That's the thing. It's like, believe it or not, like, you're dying. You're probably killing other people. God, and I see all these videos like, oh, I'm not getting. It's like, girl, we already passed that. We already on boosters, girl. <laughs> like, what? like, girl, what you talking about? Yo, there was one that like I probably watched like four times where it was like the protest in New York City against the vaccine, um, like mandates in restaurants and stuff. And people were like, I did you watch this one? No, but I just thought of another one I have to tell you about. Oh my God, ahead. it was like incredible. People, because people were like talking about how they can't they were like you know we can't go to the movies or like get the thai food or like go to the gym or whatever it's like being in nazi germany and the guy was like is that what you think was going on in nazi germany that people couldn't like go, go to the get, go to the gym and like get thai food like, like literally what are people talking about like what are you talking about because here's the thing, and actually, this is kind of where I, I am right now on all of this, is that I do think there is just an incredible amount of fear underlying yeah. all of this. Yep. And I, I mean, we've talked about this, like, I'm very risk averse person. I still sometimes I'm just like, you know, I get moments of anxiety and things like that with it. But 
um, my feeling with it is really that if we had a society where we were allowed to talk about our fears in a real way and have real conversations, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have people that are purporting to be experts spreading. Like, I bet that the top five people who are spreading this information are just fucking scared of getting it. And we don't have a, a society where people can just be like, this is incredibly scary. We're traumatized from the past two years. We're worried about government overreach, which, like, can be a real fear. Yeah. It can be. Like, I, I think that, like, there's that. We're worried about government overreach. Yeah. Our quality of life is kind of shitty right now because the country's falling apart. Like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we're living in a lot of fear. And the idea of putting something in my body that I don't understand because we're all not fucking scientists, understandably is really scary and I need to talk about it. And we have a society where people can't do that. And so listen, there are the people who are just like, fuck everyone else. I'm not getting a vaccine. And I'm like, look, if that's where you are, that's where you are. Like, we're probably not going to have a productive conversation. Right. But I do wish that for the people who are maybe hesitant and actually fearful, I wish we had a society where people could actually just talk about that. Because that I think is something we can talk through and work with. And I, and I think it speaks to a lot of the other things that we have going on where like people can't just talk about, we're not allowed to be scared. We have Mm -hmm. to be like stoic and Mm -hmm. we have to just like make a strong opinion about something, whether or not we completely understand what it is and then make an Instagram post, (laughs) put it on the internet and then have a strong opinion and yell at everyone else. It's just like, what are we, what are we doing right now? And I don't know, maybe that brings some of the things we've been talking about together unintentionally. Yeah. But oh, just, yeah, that like, was like a really great. Like, I wish that back. that we could, you know, get back to like some IRL thing that for some people, a lot of it is just being scared. And yeah. again, not that COVID is, I think COVID is more scary than the vaccine I mean, personally, yeah. but there might be people who have made a dif- made a different calculation. And um, I think we could have a conversation about it if people were allowed to just be like, I'm scared. Yeah. But we're, like, not allowed, quote-unquote, to be scared. Yeah. Yeah. If we were allowed that grace and that opportunity, and if we didn't have so many people opening their fucking mouths and just saying crazy shit that doesn't make any sense. It's just, it's just like, all yeah. this, like, crazy... It's, like, a crazy, like, like orbit. Like, a crazy relationship. And, uh, like, to your point of bringing it back home, like, I, I, I feel like that's a, one of many reasons why I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna just do the Homer back away into the bushes. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm pop on every now and then, tell people what I'm doing. Like, see, you know, I love to see people's babies and stuff and mm-hmm. see how everybody's doing and stuff like that. But on some real shit, like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna just let that air out. I'm gonna let IG air out. I'm gonna let Facebook air out. Like, I, I just, I post my little updates and then I really want to protect my peace and sanity. And I just feel like, yeah. So there might be some other cool things that come at some point that actually add value, per, like, in my opinion, right? That actually add value. And it's like, okay, maybe there's right. something here. Yeah. I just feel like it's, um, we're definitely at that that point of, for me, of just being like, okay, some of these platforms, like, and Facebook even, like, the only reason I'm still on there is that I have some family that, you know, like, that's what they have and it helps me like keep up with them but of course yeah yeah it's um 
It's a very deep conversation, especially us being the first generation with social media. I feel like, and like literally our entire adulthoods living with social media um, is, it's just a very interesting journey and it's been crazy to see how it's contributed to, um, you know, the good of society, but also the downfall of society in a lot of ways. And even like us personally, like, you know, really feeling like, okay, what, how has this impacted my life? And like, what can I do about it? And how do I, how do I make sure that I'm listening to my body's response and my mind's response to this thing that's been a part of right. my life for 15 years right. or whatever, you know? Yeah. And like, I also think like just one kind of almost caveat to this whole thing, which is like, we're definitely talking from, and you, you and I have talked about this, like we can only speak from our experiences yeah. with it. And like, I also think that people in other countries might feel very differently. Like there are places where like Facebook is the most open space that people have to like connect and talk to people or Instagram or like whatever it is. So that experience might be completely different where it's like, no, without this, like we're completely isolated from each other. And that's a different experience. And we're just really speaking from like, you know, we're in like New York city. Um, We have family in different places and yeah, yeah, we're we're not judging. If you love IG, live your best life. And as we move through these very unprecedented times in the next few weeks and months and years to come, as we see, you know, what happens with some of these laws and things like that, um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, we hope this conversation was interesting to you today. We wanted to come out the gate, season four, fresh, fresh faces, fresh ideas. Um, we're super excited to be back. Uh, we, that being said, we probably will make our appearance back on Instagram. <laughs> I know. I actually was like, oh, I got to be on Instagram to do that. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, though, we're also working on uh, identifying different avenues to keep in touch with you. So stay, stay tuned to that as well. So, yeah, we're looking forward to another great season with you. And, yeah, anything else from you, Emma? Happy fall, everybody. Thank God summer's gone. Um, that's it. <laughs> Happy to be here with you all. And I guess we'll see you on maybe the gram. Yeah, maybe, possibly, depending. (laughs) All right, y'all. Y'all have a great fall and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.